Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast from Wales Online. Hello and welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast from Wales Online, brought to you by Gulliver's Sports Travel. My name is Matt Southgoom and today I'm joined by rugby writer Delmi Parfit. Uh, Del, we're going to talk about well, the only story today really are the Sean O'Brien quotes. Um, before we get into it, let me just read you some of it. Uh, he said to News Talk uh, in the Off The Ball podcast, um, to be honest, I'd be pretty critical of the Lions management because I think we should have won the series and the tour um, and we probably should have won it comfortably. Uh, he goes on to say that they had a triple triple training day in the build-up to the first test and that some of the players felt a bit heavy uh, on the Thursday and the Friday before that, uh, which will come as a surprise to, to a lot of people because Gatlin, as we will come on to talk about, is, is known for his meticulous planning. Um, but then Rob Howley gets it worse um, as he goes on to say, and he highlights Rob Howley as the player, as the sorry, the coach that he would pick out to justify the most criticism, and says that he struggled to get his point across to the players and. Johnny Sexton and Owen Farrell in the second week of the test series um, began to start driving training sessions and, and he says they actually put a better plan in place than, than Howley did. Um, Dell, I mean, what's your reaction to this? It's, it's a, he's not got an axe to grind. It's not a player who didn't... He was one of the stars of the tour, so for him to come out and say this is pretty explosive stuff. That's what makes it more damning, I think, Matt, is in the past, you know, you know, particularly 2001, the likes of Dawson and Healy, you know, you, you sort of you treated what they said with a bit of a pinch of salt because you they were coming from a, a position of weakness. In, in, in other words, not having made the test squad. O'Brien's played in five tests over the last two Lions tours, which Gatland has been in charge of. So he can't have any personal axe to grind with with Gatland or, or Howley. You don't forget Howley was involved on both of those tours mm. as well. So you have to to look at his comments and. You know, sort of respect them really. Mm. Um, you can you can you can complain all you like if you think that he, he shouldn't be breaking ranks and, and that it's a bit of a, a cheap shot. But I mean, look, he's he's a grown man. Uh, players are entitled to their opinions. He was there in the thick of it all through that tour, and so if that's his view, then who are we to, to deny him it really? Yeah, you don't you don't really really see players come out and say things like this. So I suppose. Is an element of should be commended for for being one of those guys who speaks his mind in the press, um, but at the same time, what do you think Gatland and Howley's reaction will be to waking up this morning or see, seeing these last night? I think they'll be really disappointed with it. Um, I think they'll be taken aback. Um, I don't think they'd have expected um, that sort of criticism. Whether any of these concerns have been relayed to them by players privately, we don't know. Mm. But I think um, Gatlin's the sort of the sort of person who is, is he's nothing if not supremely confident in everything he does, and he will have his say on this in the next few days. Yeah, I, I've no I've no doubt about that, um, and I, I've no doubt he will um, put a forceful defence of everything. And the other thing is, don't forget, he's in a position of strength as well, because they drew the series, and and let's not forget Matt that confounded the expectations of the vast majority yeah. of, of people. You know, it was either 3-0 or 2-1 to New Zealand in most people's uh, ledgers before that tour, and they came back with a with a drawn series. Now, you, you can say, wow, what an opportunity missed. But you can also say, 
the All Blacks could so easily have won that series as well. In fact, right down to the last minute of the last test when they were denied that penalty. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Gatland has got... Uh, uh, you know, he's in a position of strength as well. So whatever he says, I think people will 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 take on board as well. Yeah, I think that's perhaps a bit where the, the, the aspect of this where O'Brien, you, you sort of look at it and think, well, when he says they they should have won the series three 0 I think he perhaps let himself down slightly there. Um, let's go. Yeah, let's look at does. the mm-hmm. let's look at the Howley comments. Um, I've seen on Twitter today people saying, well, at that stage of the tour, would you not want? the likes of Owen Farrell and Johnny Sexton to start taking charge in training um, you've got two guys there who've got well over what over 100 caps between them experienced internationals both outspoken leaders especially Farrell um, is there not an aspect of this where you'd say well you know second week of the test series we're what four or five weeks into the tour you probably want your senior players to be leading leading the charge in training I think without doubt and I think the empowerment of players is a key theme, not just for the Lions, but in every uh, test arena now. Um, I think players are given so much, um, not licence, um, but, but freedom to, to analyse. They do their own al- analysis on, on, on laptops and what have you. And yeah. players these days, they're expected to have a, a knowledge about game plans and tactics, you know, not just to turn up and say, right, right, coach, what are we doing today? Um, and, yeah, there's definitely some of that. Um, but what what is a little bit disturbing is that there is the suggestion in what O'Brien is saying in it, that, that Howley was a sort of effectively uh, a, a bit part figure and, yeah. and was being bypassed um, or, or worse still, ignored. Yeah. And, and there is no... Were, no, nothing more damning you can say about a coach th- than that, really. So, yeah. um, like I say, I think I think if anything, Howley will be even more stung by this mm. than, than than perhaps Gatland. Yeah, because I suppose you want you, you want your you want your players to be leading it, but you want them to be leading your agenda and your tactics. And and like you say, from the O'Brien quotes, it kind of feels like they, they sort of went off on and sort of did their own thing in a way. Mm. Um, and like you said, I, I suppose that's probably what's going to sting the most um, on to the Gatlin quotes uh, I was really surprised to see these from Sean O'Brien not least because um, as I said earlier Gatlin is renowned for being a master planner and meticulous in his preparation um, and I spoke to Adam Beard before the tour uh, who was the fitness guru for Wales before he left a few years back and he led the Lions fitness regime in 2013 as well and he pointed out that what Gatlin is really good at is knowing when the players have had enough and knowing when they're not doing enough, um, sort of knowing when to pull them back. So I was quite surprised to read these. But if that is the case, are triple training days not the norm in these things? You know, you know we don't know how it works, but are you surprised to see Gatlin being criticised for his planning? Because that's essentially what O'Brien's doing. Put it this way... I don't think he'd be the first player to say let less is more. <laughs> um, you know, perhaps there was a case. Um, I mean, but then again, it's it's, diff- it's very very difficult for like some me and you, Matt, to to, um, to mull over I- events on the training ground because at the end of the day, we're just not there, yeah. and and we don't know uh, how players were feeling. We don't know what they were doing. Um, we don't know. Um, 
and, and, and this is why I said O'Brien's entitled to speak his mind because he does know he was there in yeah. the thick of it and if he thinks they were overtrained, he's entitled to say so I, I, for, I, I wouldn't mind you know putting putting money on the fact that, that you'll get players who say well no I don't think that was the case I wasn't tired I was ready I think we were as prepared as we possibly could be yeah. um, but triple sessions I don't know in the week of a test match I'm not sure even uh, speaking as an outsider how common that is but but then you know maybe the Lions thought they were sort of up against it in terms of a, a squash schedule and lack of preparation time and and you know the temptation must have been there among the coaches really to to say well you know let's make the most of the time we've got yeah I mean there are there is something in O'Brien's quote where he says he felt as though the coaches felt like they had to feed them more information as if they felt their points weren't getting across um, I think he suggests there was a bit of panic in there as well um, being so close to the first test um, I come back to Adam Beard again and I and I, I want to bring Paul Stridgen in on this as well who led the fitness on this tour um, should he not shoulder part of the blame because if the players are feeling tired and overworked being the fitness chief aren't you the one who's supposed to recognise that you're, you're the one who's heading up the analysis and getting all the data from the GPS and all this and that um, and I come I come to a story that, that Beard told me when in the build up to the final test in Australia where he went to Gatland and said you need to stop training now um, because the players are going to leave it all on the training field and we'll be knackered by Saturday. And he talked Gatland around and then the two of them had a pretty heated discussion with the rest of the management team, but eventually got their way. So I just wonder where, where the fitness chief on this tour comes into this. If, you, if your players are tired, isn't it your responsibility to stand up and say right, they're running too far? Of course. I mean, it, it is. And, and, and you know, you know uh, credit to Beard for doing that. And I... And I'm sure that Gatland would would listen. I mean, Paul Stridgen is extremely highly respected and extremely experienced. It's and not his first tour either, my list. Absolutely, I and I and I'm sure that if he did feel that, he would have spoken out. Um, so I can only assume that that he didn't, and he didn't. He wasn't seeing that in any data they were getting getting back, or seeing it in terms of what players might have been saying to him, um, or, or or what he might have observed on the training ground. Mm. Um, I come back to the point you made though about coaches feeling that they had to have their say and their two two pennethworths so to speak it was similar um, in 2005 when when Clive Woodward took an army of not just players but coaches as well you know he had Gareth Jenkins Eddie O'Sullivan you know everybody and um, I can remember one thing something that Gareth Thomas said he said he felt that each one of those felt that they had to have their little um their, their, their sort of sessions, their afternoons, their moments where they were taking charge and getting their points across. Yeah. And he said it just ended up cluttering players' minds, and the players, you know, felt they were training for too long as well. So, yeah. I'm not saying the same happened here, um, but but I think it's like everything. It's it's very difficult to be critical of a training environment because you can be critical of a of a match and the way players perform in a match because you yeah. can watch it. Yeah. We can't watch a training session. Yeah. Um, so, and and we can't, you know, speak to players, you know, at, at, at dinner in the night and say, "Well, how are your legs feeling?" <laughs> These are all things that are just very, very difficult to yeah. get a handle on. Yeah. These are the Rob Howley's obviously in charge of Wales when Gatland was away. 
Gatlin will now come back as Wales head coach and Howley will be his lieutenant again. Um, so these are the two men who are, who are probably the top of their coaching regime in Wales. What does that say about Wales now and about those guys coming back to this environment, having had such criticism from a player who, like we said, has no axe to grind? Well, I don't think anything will change on the on the on the surface. I think um, Gatland and Howley are, are masters of all they survey, really, in terms of the Wales setup. Especially Gatland, he's the most powerful Wales coach there's ever been. Um, he does things the way he wants to do them. Um, it is, I think, it's become a, it, it, well. It, it's clearly a comfort zone for them. Yeah. It's because they've been there so long. Yeah. Um, and for some senior players, and, and you know, they'll be working with Sean Edwards, Robin McBride. You know the same old faces, but that's 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 their decision. Yeah. Um, but I think that um, you know t- to expect any of the Welsh players who went on the Lions tour to endorse O'Brien's view in public is ridiculous. Yeah, well, I, I think we'll see the, the opposite from yeah. some of them. But do you think it needs that? Do you think it needs well, um, a high-ranking Welsh player to come out and say, "Hang on, you know this is my this is my coach. I, I back him." Kind of. Well, I mean, spiel? if that's how they f- genuinely feel, mm. then then yes. But it'll be interesting. Do they genuinely feel like that? Mm. If they don't, then they'll keep quiet. Yeah. And I think it, it'll be interesting to see if there's any sort of snowball effect around O'Brien's comments. If you start getting big names, you know, even English, Irish, more big names coming out and saying, well, yes, you know, Sean's got a point, I agree, blah, blah, and and it becomes a chorus, then the whole thing becomes a bit more damaging than than if it's just a lone voice. Um, But the Welsh element of it, look, Matt, we will see in their performances and results in the autumn if, whether or not they endorse... Yeah. What Sean O'Brien has said, because if they do, it will out in those matches yeah. by the way they perform, mm-hmm. um, and that's all I can say. But I, I think, you know, if you're expecting someone like Ken Owens or Jonathan Davis or you know anyone else who's on there to to, to, to agree with O'Brien in public, I think it's uh, it's not going to happen. No. no. Interesting. We've had a chat on the on the desk today, um, and some of the boys saying they don't think. O'Brien's coaches back in Ireland are going to like what's happened here. What do you think Joe Schmidt in particular will make of one of his star players coming out and being so critical of of another coach? Um, that's a good question. Very good question. I, I does it does it not make it, would it not make him think a little bit uneasy about the whole thing? As if well, if he said it about Gatlin, mm, he could say it about me one day. Mm, but I think there's a lot. There's a bit of that definitely to consider. Um, it doesn't. There's two ways of looking at this. You can either say, well, it, it, it doesn't become a player to, to, to stick the knife in um, and, and blah, blah, blah. But look, these are grown men. They're adults. You know, we, We're always saying, well, why are they not entitled to an opinion yeah. on, on, on something? And I, and, I, and I think O'Brien is. Um, I don't think it, Schmidt will, will lose too much sleep over it. Um, you know, I, I think O'Brien has spoken out because he can. He knows the Lions isn't happening for another four years which time is very unlikely well I don't know maybe Galland will do it again <laughs> but it's, it's, it's very very likely to be someone else in charge yeah. although that someone might look at him now and say well hang on is he the sort of person yeah. you know it, but, but then has he got another Lions tour in him you know yeah, well, um, I'm sure he hopes he does yeah. but uh, you know like uh, you said it's four years away yeah so he can, he can afford to do it rather than if it was Leinster or, or Ireland yeah. um, personally I don't think it'll uh, affect the Irish uh, 
operation, to be honest. No, I'm the same. It's, it's a bit of a different kettle of fish when you go back to your, your home country. It's like you were saying about Wales, they're a lot tighter as a group. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and he's not going to see Gatlin for at least four years, maybe never again. So, yeah, I don't think that'll have too much effect. Um, just quickly, Ireland, Wales, and the Six Nations, 24th of Feb, I think it's round three of the championship. Has that got a a bit of an extra spice to it now I don't. I mean well, in the last few years these games haven't needed much yeah, more spice you say, you say, we were saying the same in, 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 in 2014 after the old Driscoll business mm. um, well you could say um, I look I know one thing Matt this issue will dominate the week leading up to that game <laughs> you know if it will, it will come it will go and then there'll be a major dredging exercise <laughs> I, I, can, I can assure you yeah. um, and Gatlin had better be ready for that now yeah um, but no, I don't think so. I think um, you know, I don't. I don't think it, 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 it lends any extra motivation to the players. Yeah, um, they, they're not going to want to go out. Or let, you know, let's go and give Ireland a, a good good hammering because of what Sean O'Brien said about the Lions. <laughs> I don't see that as no. a, a case at all. It might it might add to Gatlin's motivation to to beat them. I'm sure yeah. it will privately, although he'd never say so. No. Uh, I'm sure you wait till that test week and it'll be all playing it down and you yeah, know, yeah. Sean is welcome at my house for Sunday dinner anytime type <laughs> thing. Yeah. yeah. Alright then we wrap it up there. Thanks for joining us Dale and thanks for you guys for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes. Head over there and search for the Welsh Rugby Podcast and you'll find us. Leave us a review and, and all that fun stuff and we'd appreciate it. Of course there's regional action this weekend. The Dragons head out to Ulster, uh, the Ospreys to Treviso, the Blues are going to Connaught and the Scarlets welcome Edinburgh. Uh, we'll have all the team news this afternoon and tomorrow afternoon uh, for those games and we'll be covering them live over the weekend and giving you all the reaction on Wales Online.